The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Intrust Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. In the house today, powerhouse leader Z. That's what's up, Don. We have Miss Anita Greenwood in the house. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Wonderful. So glad to see you and have you on the podcast. Happy to be here. So for our listeners, if you would please, tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. Who I am is Anita Greenwood. I am owner of Powerhouse Leaders. It's a Wichita-based leader development company. I am mother of three children and two dogs. (laughs) And I am also an adopted Kansan since 2007. Oh, wow. I think I adopted Kansas rather than Kansas adopt me, actually. So, (laughs) or a bit of both. That is awesome. So tell us, powerhouse leaders. Yes. What does that mean? What is that? Ah, so what I do, so if we start with what I do, is I work with senior level leaders and I develop powerhouse leaders, powerhouse teams, and powerhouse strategy. Hmm, you see what she did there, Don? Mm-hmm. So how did, how did this become? So have you always coached leaders or did you just one day wake up and say, you know what, these people need help? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a yes to all of the above in a way, because I think that when you become a coach, you've always been one. And then it's the decision of whether you make that your full-time gig or not. And so I guess one day I woke up deciding I wanted to travel the world and be in business. And then I did that, and I did that for many years. And then it came to a point when I'd really grown in my leadership, and I started to have challenges in my leadership and started to look for resources to support me. And, and there, there weren't many, to be quite honest. And so I really realized there was a gap. Hmm. And at that point in time, I started to say, okay, well, what if I filled that gap? And so I, would, I already had a passion for mentoring other people. I'd been mentoring and coaching informally in my professional career. So I'd been doing that for a long time. And then I decided to go and get a certification and learn how to do it properly, so to speak, because you can think you're a coach when you're a professional coach, but sometimes you're not what we would call, I'm an international coach federation certified coach. So we actually have some ethics and some rules and some principles that we actually use when we coach. So it's a lot more than just saying, I'm a coach. Don, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> you know you can't just go around saying, I'm Don Sherman and I'm a coach. 
<laughs> okay, but, you clowning. Okay, that's good. That was but, good. But the reality is, there are a lot of people on the internet who claim that they're coaches and, and you know don't have any formal training and mm. sell themselves for a lot of money. And people who are certified and qualified and good at what they do can sometimes suffer from those people who sell themselves at very high cost and don't actually deliver the results. How long has this business been in operation? I started my business in December of 2015. 2015. Correct. Okay. Yes. So what did you do before this business? I had a career in large consumer goods companies. I started my career in sales and wanted to go into marketing. But in fact, I graduated with a major in marketing and international finance. But as I was living in France at the time, they told me I couldn't do marketing because I wasn't French. So I decided that I needed to pay my rent and survive. So I was going to go into sales and I was going to learn how to be French. And then I actually was really good at sales because I was the only woman and I was the only person who had a strange English, English accent. And so that was the beginning of a, a long career journey in, in large consumer goods companies, Reckitt, Colgate. So if you use anything like Lysol or Airwick or you clean your teeth with Colgate toothpaste, all of that stuff, those are products that at some point I either sold or did advertising campaigns and commercial strategy for. So awesome and such a cool story, which I'm so glad you shared that with everyone. But it also, it always, when you tell it, I immediately begin to think of Emily in Paris. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, <laughs> I have. I love it. I was so sad. Every time they came to the end of those series, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. I need more. And I, I watched it with my daughter, actually. She's my 20-year-old. She, my I don't know if I would want to watch it with anybody who's not old enough to, to see the mature sometimes content of it. But I was like, <laughs> having lived in France for 15 years and having worked in Paris, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is just so real. Yeah. And speaking French and English, it was a joy for me because I could understand everything without needing the subtitles. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, there is a lot of stereotypical stuff, but there's a heck of a lot of truth in it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty amazing. Sorry to take us on that on that road. But yeah. as you were telling that story, I was like, I bet these are some of the lived experiences Anita has. Yeah. Being a foreigner in Paris is is awesome. And so I identified with Emily on many levels. Mm -hmm. I and learning how to speak the language, I think, is essential if you live there, because otherwise there are things that just pass over the top of your head. And, you know, you'll get taken on with a taxi driver on a trip that you never thought you were going to do and pay three times more than a yeah, local. So I bet. you just have to be careful. Well, you know, I, I can imagine living in Paris is pretty awesome, but nothing compared to living in the wonderful Wichita, Kansas. Yes. So you decided to come here. You said you think that Wichita adopted you. What do you mean by that? Well, I adopted Kansas first and foremost. When I first came here, it was interesting because going back to my career, I was actually working in New York City. I was working on Park Avenue and 49th opposite the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. So that was where I was working for four years. And it came to the point where it was time for a new opportunity. And by that time, I had three small children and we were looking at the opportunities within the organization. It could have been in another country and it could have been here in America. And it, it turned out that I was working for Colgate Palmolive and we have the Hills Pet Nutrition business, which is based in Topeka. Mm -hmm. And I got offered a job in Topeka. And my initial response was, oh, 
<laughs> That's interesting. Oh. Where is that? And then I came to visit and I actually visited Lawrence, Kansas mm-hmm. and fell in love with it, thought it would be a great place to raise kids. Moved in 2007 and actually when I visited the Flint Hills was when my love story with Kansas really Aww. began because I drove down, you know, where you come off the turnpike, you get, you're going through and then suddenly the hills open up and then the sun is on the hills and the rays are going down. You're talking to somebody who grew up in England where there's no space. And just to see that vast expanse of grassland, for me, I nearly had an accident because I was so busy looking left and right that I <laughs> forgot to look ahead. But but that was it. I just loved the the Kansas countryside, the space, and I just really loved the welcome I got from people here. That is awesome. Well, we're so glad you decided to choose Kansas, and we're excited that you um, started your business here in Wichita. Don? Help us with your journey starting then to when you decide to hang up your shingle and open up Powerhouse Leaders. Oh, my goodness. So when I came here to Kansas, I had a really a fabulous leadership role in the organization. And that was after having had another fabulous leadership role in the head office in New York City. And so when I was in New York, I was actually in a global role where I got exposure to everything. I was pretty much, I was on the 11th floor, which was where the senior executives were. And I was in a global role and I got exposed to stuff that most people of my level of experience wouldn't have got exposed to. I was then offered this job in Kansas, where again, I started having exposure to strategy high-level commercial strategy for the organization. And I did, I must have done a fabulous job because after about two years, they promoted me to a different job. Okay. And then I ended up getting (laughs) another, I got another job. And that time it was in international, an international marketing role. And it was a fabulous role. So again, I started working on brands, developing brands and traveling a lot. But what really happened at that point in time was I was then just getting stories and stories of, of, of leaders, seeing how people were working. But for myself, I was trying to be a mom to three very small children. I was trying to travel internationally. And I was also trying to be the absolute best you know, executive I could be and leader to my team. And it got to the point I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm just missing out on so much. Wow. And for me, and this is what I hear with my clients today, my executive clients today, it's about the price you pay to be a senior executive. A lot of people see the, I call that the trappings, you know, the nice car and the house and the vacation, but they don't know the price you have to pay. And so for me, it started to be, is the price I'm paying the price I want to pay? Mm, And that was when I started to say, okay, perhaps there's something else out there. So I actually got offered another job, and that was in an animal health company in, in Kansas City. And I then moved from Colgate, and this was a much more entrepreneurial role because I was developing a business from scratch. So then oh, wow. I, stu- yeah, I, I, was doing, I was expanding the brand to different retail uh, channels. So that was fabulous. But I then was asked to travel again internationally. And so I then started to have, again, the same challenges mm-hmm. I'd had in the previous role. And it started, I started to say to myself, okay, Anita, what is the common thread here? You know, well, it was me and it was my leadership and it was my ability to manage that situation. It was my ability to manage my time. And so I started to really question, how could I be a better leader? And that was when I said, and how could I manage my team? How could I get stakeholders to just say, yes, 
instantly instead of have like three months of conversations and barriers to, to success. And so that was when I decided, it was a chain of events actually, I started to really question my future. And then I started to literally investigate lots of different options. And one of them was like, did I want to be a therapist? Because I'd been really interested in helping people and volunteered extensively in nonprofit. And I was like, do I want to be a therapist? And so I met somebody who's the head of a nonprofit organization because I thought it might be nonprofit. And I started talking to her and she said to me, would you like me to tell you about what it's like to be a therapist? I was like, yes, please, please tell me. So she starts describing what work she'd done as a therapist, you know, working with people who had mental health conditions, were suicidal, you name it. And she looked at me and she said, is that what you want to do? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And and she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I really want to help people move towards the future that they aspire to, to create themselves as the best brand they can be as a leader. And I like helping people move forward. And she looked at me and she said, have you ever thought of being an executive coach? And I looked at her and I said, well, what's that? And then obviously the rest is history. Wow. I started, you know what Google's like. So I think I Googled executive coach. Uh-huh. And then suddenly these, these things kept on popping up. And at that point in time, like I said, I had three young children. So trying to get a really good program while I was still in Kansas was really hard because they were on the East Coast, West Coast, et cetera. And then suddenly, thanks to Google, popped up Avila University executive coaching program. And it was literally 20 minutes from my office. (laughs) So I started, the the story is that I started learning to coach by going to school at night, coaching in the evenings, coaching in the lunchtimes, doing my homework for for the university at the weekends. Uh And it took me about a year and a half to really complete that, that certification. And then I would say, as you asked for the story, Don, mm-hmm. what really was the pivotal moment was I went on a mission trip to Haiti, which is another story in itself for another <laughs> day. But I went to, on a mission trip in Haiti and I stopped being executive Anita for a whole week. And I became fully immersed into coach Anita, who was empowering the kids because this was an orphanage and a lot of teenagers who were then leaving the program to go out to the big wide world. And I found myself sitting with these teenagers, speaking to them in French because I speak French, and just thinking, this is who I want to be. I want to really help people move forward. And when I came back from Haiti, it took me about three days to resign. Wow. And and so I resigned from my job, like literally, like, (laughs) you know. And I was very fortunate in that the CEO said to me, no, no, you don't. Uh, You're not resigning. I need you. And so that was the beginning of the, the transition, okay. whereby I literally started being a coach and continued being an executive and really started to develop my own business while I still had the safety of a salary, Excellent. benefits, Excellent. and all the rest of it. So I'm so grateful for the, the no, you don't. Right. I'm, you know, that man saved my life in a way because I think right. it would have been harder than it, it really was. But that was how I started. I literally wow. left my work and then I started from scratch. I literally one day, I just like I'm doing this and off I went. Excellent. And that was eight years ago. I was wondering what was the pivotal point, but it sounded like you got the entrepreneurial bug when you went to that location where you was like yeah. an entrepreneur, yeah. right? Yeah. But right. I think I've always been an entrepreneur. I was one oh, of those okay. kids that grew up. When I was a kid, I used to, everybody else was out playing and I was out raising funds for Save the Children. 
I, I just had this, I've got to go and generate money and whatever. And then when I was in my junior year, I was part of a what we call junior enterprise. And I wasn't one of the popular kids, so I wasn't elected to be the president or the secretary or the treasurer. But I was the one who actually did all the work. I said, okay, this is what we're going to sell. This is how much we're going to sell it for. This is what we're going to do. And then they all did it. So I was the one who led the movement. I so I'd, I'd re and I started working at the age of 14 as well as a checker in a grocery store. And by the time I was 16, I was training the staff. So I kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit from itty bitty little girl, itty really. Bitty. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love Love it. I love your voice as well. So Thank you. I think it's break time, right? It is. It's okay. time to hear a word from our sponsors, friends. And we'll be back to hear more with Anita Greenwood and Powerhouse Leaders. Seeing the world of energy differently means looking forward and innovating now. It's why we've invested in a next-gen infrastructure, one capable of providing energy to you more dependably than anything before it. So you can focus on what matters most. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T.com. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Powerhouse Leaders. Anita, your story is just phenomenal. Awesome. So you're in the business. So tell us and tell our listeners, so who do you cater to? Who's your type of client? Yeah. My type of client, first of all, is a powerhouse, right? I'm looking for somebody who has a certain level of success and has come to a point in their career where they, what they're doing currently is not working anymore or is not getting them the success that they want. Mm -hmm. And it can be an executive or a team. And so what I do is at that point, I intervene and we find out, okay, where are you? Where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. And what is the gap in between? And how can I help that person from, from a perspective of mindset and of strategy? So I don't, I usually intervene. It's more, it's not necessarily crisis, but it's definitely pivotal moments in somebody's career or in pivotal moments of a company's future. That's very interesting. So I'd, I'd imagine, you know, you've lived in a number of different countries and a number of different cities. What, what would you say is your unique perspective that you have? Is that a part of it? Yeah, a lot of people come to me, I think, because, first of all, they'll say to me, you understand my world, because I was in the business world for over 20 years. I was with people from all over the world. I managed teams in France, in Japan. I managed global teams of lots of different nationality, nationalities altogether. So it enabled me to see not what differences people had, mm -hmm. but what brought them together. So that ability to identify the common thread. So I understand people's lives in business, but I can also understand the common thread. So, so that's what they'll say is often I can boil things down really quickly. I can just listen to somebody. I was a consultant. And so my role as a consultant 
when I was with Accenture was literally to listen to somebody and then say, okay, this is, this is the challenge. This is what you need to do. So it's this ability to, to just understand everything really quickly and then get really pragmatic about what to do to change that situation. And not too many people have that, that skill set. So you being able to use all those different in your bag that you've been using throughout the years and be able to bring this to the executives and their teams is yeah. really quite you, great. You can cut through the, excuse me, crap yeah. really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> when you've seen so much and you've heard so much, nothing is new. Mm -hmm. right. It's just like, okay, so what can we learn from this and what can we do about it? And so it ends up being quite direct, but, but usually highly effective. And I don't see that you do a lot of marketing. Um, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a really great network. So I, I worked in, like I say, very large companies. And I have a large network, which means people come to me. So I've never really needed to go out and market myself because my clients actually speak for me. And they'll say, I have people contact me all the time saying, hey, so-and-so worked with you. Right. They recommend I work with you. So I've been incredibly blessed to have that, you know, that fortune. And I would even say in COVID, that was one of my best years ever. I mean, I, I used to feel embarrassed about that. Now we've got a little bit of hindsight. Mm -hmm. But I, I coached people constantly and I facilitated global teams from my basement at a basement office at that point in time. But that was when everybody realized that, yeah, I can have a coach who's on the other side of the world. She talks my language. She understands me. I don't need to sit in the same room as her. Right. And so I was, that was just really the pivotal moment, I would say, of my business, where it just mushroomed and blossomed. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. And I, I'm aware it's not the same for everybody, so I do consider that to be, you know, a blessing. So much success. What's going to happen in the next five years? What's on the horizon? I really want to, con well, continued growth. I've started working with contractors, so I now, because I've got so much work, I've started to contract with other people to coach so that they can take the principles, the powerhouse principles, because a powerhouse leader and a powerhouse team have certain principles and there's a way of coaching. And so I want to expand that further. I already coach with other individuals, do workshops with other individuals, and I want to take that bigger. I would love to do more events because I see the transformation happens in events like Tony Robbins events, which yeah. I love. And so my goal is to have transformation for more people and quicker and to cover, to, to, to serve more people than I do currently. So even globally, and I'd like to have this global company based out of, well, it's already that, but it's a global company based out of Wichita, Kansas. Excellent. And help us understand what you were going through when you said, okay, I can't handle all of this. I'm going to have to train folks. But no matter how much you train folks, they're still not you. What kind of feelings did you have about handing that off and trusting somebody's going to super serve that customer like you would? I would say that I have, being a coach, I have an ability to very quickly understand what's behind the person. And so I invest in people who have a heart that is similar to my heart if you see what I mean. So the passion that's similar to my passion, because I believe we can train skills, but we can't, we can't, <laughs> mm -hmm. we can't give passion. You have to be passionate about developing people, about believing in the value of people. And then the skills I can help them with. 
So I think it took me a while to say, okay, other people can do what I do. But I believe that I am a great coach for some people, but some people will think, no, she's not my person. Mm -hmm. And if I can have more people like me in different packagings, I'm a marketing person, right? So I believe that in line extensions, when I was at Colgate, we had Colgate basic toothpaste, Colgate with whitening, Colgate with this, right? right? Coaches are the same. We can all be Colgate toothpaste. We just have our different benefits, and then we're going to appeal to different people. Excellent. Well, if you ever come across Ebony to coach, you would need more than one person. <laughs> You'd need a yes. team like of a football team because she has oh, wow. so much going on oh, wow. up in there that it's it's, it's tough to. Well, she would be my ideal client then because all of my clients have got so much going on. See? Oh, okay. See? Well, uh -huh. double charger. Do you like to have fun? I do. Okay. You dealt with Ebony long enough, so we're going to do word association. Okay. I'll give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready? Okay, I am. Leader. Everyone. Success. Subjective. College. Optional. Failure. You haven't finished if you failed. Entrepreneur. Exciting. Nice. Wichita. Home. Vacation. Essential. Hero. Single moms. Nice. Chamber. Opportunity. Family. Source. Fun. Essential. Last one, and you got to tell the truth. Are you ready? Go for it. Beverage. Oh, two things. White wine. Okay. And tea. White wine and tea. Uh, yeah. Okay. Depending on the time of day. Yeah. Yeah. Tea has got to be. Yeah. yeah. Between between t getting up and five o'clock or six o'clock, it's tea, and then I would transition to wine. To wine. Yeah. White wine. White no. wine. You don't yeah. start off with the white wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some days. Some days, Ebony. Ebony starts out with crown, but oh that's okay. That's in the morning, but that's cool. Oh, hey, wow. to each their own. Thank you, Anita, for Thank you coming so through. Much. Nice to meet you. And you. It's a pleasure. It's been a lovely conversation. Thank you for sharing all your uh, wisdom and your stories with us. And your voice. That's <laughs> of course, cool. of course. You're not from here. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, we've hit the end of today's segment. If you would, please make certain that you share this with your friends and your circle of influence and let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T -T at wichitachamber.org.